What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings out there that are outside the box thinkers, doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, innovators, uh, producers, artists, designers, people just uh, creators, the creators of the world. Um, you're in your vibe, you're doing your own thing. You are probably misunderstood. You were probably looked at as insane at times for going in a different route. Uh, we love you here. <laughs> we're, we're all pretty much the same, as I always say. And uh, I get you. We get you. My guests get you. You know, there's nothing really conventional about any particular path um, when you're really in your own in your own lane and in your own purpose. Right. And that's what we really try to focus on here. And I always say we don't glamorize or glorify in success because uh, it's an, a very arbitrary uh, thing. Right. Uh, success. You know, the outside world sometimes ties metrics and. Um, you know, and, and titles and things like that. But success is, I believe, individualized. Uh, each person has to decide what that is for them. And uh, better to show you what's happening in real time than kind of honoring just these people at the, you know, at the last stages of what the media shows, right? So uh, lots of new listeners. For my old listeners, thank you. You guys are always, you know, appreciated and loved. For my new listeners, you're always appreciated and loved. I appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, formal introductions. I'm Matt Gottesman. I'm the founder of this podcast. You can reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram at HDF magazine. If you want to jump into the conversation at the intersection of creativity, entrepreneurship, and, um, and life, <laughs> if you will. And, uh, at hustle sold separately, if you want as well, you guys know, I answer each and every single text, DM reply response on the wall, you name it for the last six, seven years. So I don't have any plans on stopping doing that. Uh, and I just really, really appreciate you guys. Um, so thank you for being here. We have another amazing episode uh, uh, to with a, a very dear friend of mine now for several years and um, watching him get involved in several different areas of his businesses. And just uh, we're going to be talking about uh, it's bigger than just finding purpose out of crisis, which would be very fitting <laughs> for what's <laughs> happening globally. Um, but it. In uh, an individual crisis can happen at any time, regardless of 2020, it can happen, you know, just you wake up one day and you're like, you know what, this isn't serving me like I, I something just clicked all of a sudden you're like, why am I doing this job for 20 years or, um, you know, this feels okay, but there feels like there's more and sometimes if we don't go after that more for long enough something can happen and all of a sudden boom just drastically like just reshape our thinking and I've even seen people and I've had conversations with people recently about, you know, where they already knew something wasn't for them and uh, they ultimately still kind of wanted it because it was serving their ego and then they were rejected from it. And they're like, you know, I know that I'm being protected, but it still feels bad. I'm like, yeah, I was like, but, you know, there's bigger things like their crises look like crises until you peel the layers and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Like there's something else happening that's protecting me from something that no longer serves me or would never serve me in the first place. Got that? 
So Kevin Wilkinson today will be joining me. Uh, he's a hypnotherapist, coach, meditation teacher, spiritual practitioner, entrepreneur. He's been in the business world and the finance world for many, many years earlier on and still is. But he, you know, he's really just ground himself over the years and worked heavily on several areas that meant something to him and being more than just these things that society kind of makes that to be, plus doing his own inner work. That is not easy friends okay? <laughs> like i want you to understand that it is a constant like i thought i knew myself today i probably won't know myself by the end of the day and then i'll wake up tomorrow a whole different person as well so like we deal with like several different personalities in one day when you're constantly growing and i want you all to know that but give you an idea you know he helps guide um, ambitious men and some women uh but ambitious men to uh, achieve bigger goals create uh, better relationships find purpose have more freedom and design their ideal life um, he's constantly been designing his for, for quite some time, and it constantly keeps elevating. Uh, he coaches men primarily, hosts retreats for conscious leaders in Bali and uh, in uh, the Cotswold UK. I still need to go to Bali. He knows this. <laughs> he asks me every year. and <laughs> Every year I say, yeah, I'm going to do it next year. Uh, and then uh, he's had many businesses, some more successful than others, been in the fields of sales, recruitment, construction, investments, and exotic car sales, fundraising, and developments. Uh, a somewhat anti-corporate status quo that is definitely him i believe he believes in living life by design and not default uh creativity and freedom are his highest values uh he loves seeing individuals go beyond what they thought possible and also love doing um that for himself uh and not in like that traditional hustle sense you guys you know we talk about this this podcast is called the hustle sold separately it's really the work is sold separately as in the life work is sold separately uh but more on the aligned and inspired action sense um you know, he believes life is meant to be abundant in all areas. It's it's just our conditioning that tells us otherwise. And so, you know, we're going to go on a tear on this. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you being here. Oh, wow. Thank you, brother. Thanks for that intro. I need you. I need you full time. I wish I could afford <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> I love it. You know what? That really does serve my ego when each of my guests say that. I'm <laughs> hey, my ego as well. I'm inflated right now. <laughs> you know, um, so I always say that the first question is really the same. Um, and everything else will be very conversational. But like, how did we get here? Because like, I know, I knew you had this, I don't want to say younger, because we're still young, mm -hmm. but like this younger, like, you know, prior years, business life. And then there were shifts already happening. But then there were really shifts that started happening. Like you can go as far back as you want. I mean, like I said, some people have gone back as far as the Big Bang Theory or, <laughs> or, birth, <laughs> or birth, which actually right now would make sense. But um, but uh, but go as far back as you want. But like what like how what was the you know, was there like conditioning and then you're like high school and then going to college and like, yeah, I'm going to just do this route and chase these things or like what you can go as far back as you want. I think um, I think I, I, I go back as far as probably start, starting in at college. And the reason I start there is because I recognize I. I didn't have an idea of what I was doing at the time. They just kind of, you feel this pressure, right? To like, okay, well, that's school over. So what am I going to do? I, mean, I suppose I should go and study. And what do I like? Well, I like sports. So I'm going to just go and do something around that kind of leisure. And I get to still play sport, basketball, football, and, and do other things. And it soon became apparent that the, the kind of the thing I was studying, it wasn't, it really wasn't for me. I ended up, you know, I, I played the sports, but the, the whole kind of the leisure industry and the leisure leisure management industry wasn't for me and I remember meeting a guy and um and I, again I had a, I was doing some sort of uh what they call work experience so uh, or an internship as you guys won't, won't call it and um I soon realized that I was like oh wow so I'm capped at this and then I'm if I build my way up I can do this and I, then I get to this next run and I'm like oh wow okay 
And then I remember meeting another guy on a, on another internship and he was like this, he had, it's very superficial, but it made me, made me kind of change tact. He had the like, he had the nice car and he had a nice suit and everything else. Turns out he was a, he was a sales rep. So I was just shadowing him around and I liked the idea of having freedom, right? That was the first kind of time I was aware of one of my core values, which is freedom. And um, so uncapped wages, he could earn what he wanted. He wrote his own hours and, you know, and he was, everybody seemed to like him. I thought, oh, I want to do what he does. And so I went on this massive thing of getting into sort of sales and doing different sales roles. And, but it wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't that good at it. And I was selling stuff that I, dude, I've, <laughs> I've done encyclopedias. I've done vacuum cleaners. I've done uh, double glazed windows. Um car sales, all sorts of different things, because I thought they was, the, the money um, was uncapped. So me, Trey, I'm, in my head, I was solely focused on that. And um, it, soon became a, it soon became apparent that I got into, I thought rather than working for someone else, I, can, I know I need more freedom, I'm still not happy. So I started doing building businesses for myself. So I got into sort of, you know, um, doing importing exotic cars. This is before, this is before the Euro came out. Mm. Um, so we, well, just come out. So we were importing cars from like um, Germany and Holland, mainland Europe, bringing them into the UK and, and just like running away with it. That was great. And then that sort of died off. And then I got into, um, while I was in between, I had to go and get a job in recruitment. So I was doing that. And then I worked, I had a few friends in construction. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll, um, I supply labor to them. And then the guy said to me, well, why don't you do this yourself? And then, I said, oh, yeah, he's right. So I went and did that myself. And over uh, in the construction industry, I'm not sure if it's like in the States, but in the UK, you have like, um, I did so well at that, by the way. Houses, cars. I had this like picturesque kind of this this girlfriend that kind of matched the image that I wanted to portray and everything. And um, so you can kind of see where this is going, right? Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> I really can. I think this is great yeah. for everybody, for everybody so, listening. Yeah, so, <laughs> so over... And at the time, I thought this was, you know, this was great. It was super stressful, but I thought, well, that's the price you pay for, you know, all this, the kind of the, the treats that you have. So um, in, the, in the UK, sometimes systematically what these bigger firms do in the construction industry, there's they'll delay payments. So say you've got 30-day payment terms, they may delay that to 60 to 90, even 120 days and see who drops off and then obviously increase their bottom line. And if you get caught up in one of those storms, normally the little guys go. So I was very good at supplying labor to these to these, a couple of companies to add about three or four companies but i also took on their payroll so i was um i managed to fund their payroll i had a i had a credit line in place so um so i was servicing my guys had a great relationship with them uh, on a business side of things but what happened is that a couple of the big key players were decided to pull one of these um, stunts and the proverbial kind of rolls downhill. So I got caught up in one of those, lost the house or houses, lost the car. Um, I decided to break up with a girlfriend at the same time. And then at that time I was, I went through kind of, I had to move out of my home and lived in a, above a fish and chip shop and uh, in a two bedroom flat with my friend, actually a good friend, actually, he was there as well. And, um, yeah, living on a mattress on the floor and then just eating chips from downstairs from the, you know, uh, the local just rubbish, rubbish food, takeaway food. 
And at the time, I didn't recognize it. Reflecting back, I understand that that was, you know, six months maybe of depression. Mm. And I went to a school reunion. I never like, I hate those things, but I decided to go to this one. And I met a friend of mine who was um, a hypnotherapist and uh, a traditional therapist. Well, does some CBT and some other bits and pieces and the coach. And he said, look, I'm just coming. I've just come back from Ireland. Why don't you come and do some work with me? I don't even sure how we got onto the, that subject, but he said, I want to keep my hours up. I won't charge you. It'll just be good to keep my sort of, you know, my um, experience going. So, okay, cool. So I decided to work with him and it seemed to become apparent. I was like, oh my God, I love this. And the transformation, my confidence coming back, having some clarity and some direction as to where I was wanting to go and aligning, you know, working out some of my values and those types of things and, I was like, it soon become apparent I wanted to do what he did. And then I, again, I, I always call, at the time I went to university and I called it the University of YouTube. So <laughs> yep. all, all the greats, you know, uh, Tony Robbins, I was listening to a lot of uh, Wayne Dyer, uh, Deepak Chopra, uh, anything, anybody I could get my hands on. It was just, I literally, there'd be often times I would fall asleep with the laptop sort of still playing. You know, and um, I, I got I got to a place where I started to be able to study, and then I, that started my sort of educational journey, and it's been a journey ever since. And that kind of, for me, that was probably one of the worst times, but also one of the it was it had to happen. You know, and it's funny you were saying about that the crisis point, and um, you know, finding purpose out of out of, uh, out of crisis. And you know, I always often say this. I can't remember who told one of my mentors always says that. You know, sometimes the medicine tastes bad, right? And uh, <laughs> I think that I had to have that. And I had to have that in order to get that direction. And um, I've just been improving on that ever since, really. You know, uh, there's so much. I was, I was taking some notes on a lot of what you're saying. And purpose out of crisis, well stated, mm-hmm. because look what you had to go through. And I actually give a lot of people going through 2020 a lot of credit that are experiencing this as a crisis. Because when I, I get where you were at, um, when you go through it alone, you don't necessarily have at that time. Yeah. The media is doing what the media is doing, but it wasn't where it was pushing a certain thing on top of you having a crisis. It was just, it's an individual crisis and it's, it's massive. And it's, but at the same time, it's sort of like, okay, um, this just happened. And for anybody listening, you have to understand that. um, Cause I, I too went through some things. It's like when you, when you feel like you've lost it all, and uh, I also, by the way, I like the, the fact that you're like, you know what? Something tells me I'll go to the reunion. You know what? Boom. I meet a hypnotherapist. You know what? I won't charge you because I'm trying to get, he's trying to get his hours up. Like, it just kind of shows you that there's always something happening. <laughs> there, like, and that, and that if we're, if we're quiet enough during really hard times, you can start to see things better but that and that's where I was kind of going with the whole point about now versus like when you went through your crisis or when I went through mine like you're you're kind of left alone with quiet because <laughs> it's yeah. either depression or depression and like and then all of a sudden you you can you can hear something whatever but now it's sort of like oh not only are we going to keep you depressed we're going to make sure we keep feeding you information <laughs> you know so I, I feel right. for a lot of people right yeah. now versus like I was just left alone you were just left alone and um but I like the fact that you know, it's sort of, um, Hey, how'd I get here? There's something, there's something going on here. Um, and, um, clearly what I did before doesn't work. Um, because technically if I were really happy, I wouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling now and have had these things removed. So, um, so I think it's cool that that 
propelled you into like, oh, let me learn this. Oh, this feels good. Let me do it again. Oh, this feels good. Let me do it again. And so forth and so forth and so forth. And the fact that you also said that it's it's lifelong because it really is. I think people always look to you, to me, to, uh, to, to people doing the work like, oh, you know, there's so much to... I'm always humbled when they're like, there's so much to learn from you. I'm like, there's so much to learn, period. Right. <laughs> because, yeah, right. You know, yeah, because why? Yeah. Um, like, so what were, I, I feel like some, you probably took a lot of lessons about happiness and freedom. And you you mentioned you like, you were able to get more of your values. And mm -hmm. I know you mentioned, um, you know, when we were talking before the podcast about work-life balance and mm -hmm. that it doesn't actually work. And I'm always fascinated to talk about that because I yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I wanted you to talk, like talk about like what your thoughts are about, I mean, you can, you know, obviously extend on your, your values are what kind of came about from, realizing like what it what does really mean something to me and why and then yeah. how are we how are we creating this life because i i feel like people i think in the past the the previous generations looked at work life balance as oh i go to work from 9 to 5 and i balance it with what i do before and after and on the weekends and yeah. you know and then it got blown up into a million different pieces then it re then it reclaimed itself as like yeah you need to do both and it's like or you just need to build a life and mm -hmm. within that life you do several things that contribute to living it so ready go so what what's your what are your feelings about this whole work-life balance stuff you can go on a tear okay. well firstly i just want to quickly touch on the, the values thing i think one of the great things what I've seen in a lot of successful people and what I'm working with, um, you know, even people like yourself, we need to be, when it comes to your values, if you're in alignment with your values and you know what it is, where you are, what you want, it's easier then to actually create or so stay easy. in your lane, as you would say. So, so it's almost easy. like a lot of this time, the, the, fo the thing, what focus is, is actually saying no to a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Being able to say no to stuff. If it, you know, the people say, if it's, not, if it's not a hell yeah, then it's a no. But because especially as an entrepreneur, you can get so excited about stuff and there's some great businesses and ideas and concepts out there. But is that truly in alignment with what you're trying to create? Because if it isn't, then it's a distraction, dude. You know, and that's, that's you know, I fall, I fall foul of that all the time because I love business. I love how things work and all those other things. So I can spend a lot of time researching things and, and looking at it and thinking, okay, yeah, that's cool. But where's your time and energy going to go into that then? You know, and it's only now that I started to really hone down on what it is I want to create and how I best, you know, serve from my my unique zone of genius. I, so um, I'm not, I, yeah. I, not to interrupt you before you go on the rest, I, but I love that you made a point. Knowing your values makes things easier. I couldn't agree with you more. And I had to repeat your statement because I want everybody like knowing your values makes things easier because it, it, it's easier to make decisions on everything that you're doing, who you're interacting with. Yes, I'll take that. No, I won't. Yes, no, that doesn't make sense. Not feeling it. This is what I'm, yeah. you know, and because we can we can control that if we know what it is. And I think when you hear a lot of people say, oh, you need to say no to more things. People always mm -hmm. think it's cliche. And I'm like, you think it's cliche because you don't know yet what you're saying yes to. You don't, you're yeah, not, you're yeah. not clear on what your shit is yet. You know? Right. So 100%. anyways, I, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 100%, yeah. So the work-life balancing for me, I always, I always find that really interesting some of the guys i work with it's primarily as a, the, the men more so but um the women too um work-life balance implies there's kind of some sort of equilibrium right so uh, for, for me i was like oh, i don't really i don't see that like a 50 50 or you know an equal amount of weight or whatever and one of the problems like a lot of guys 
I would work with them, you know, some of the, they're successful in whatever they're doing in their businesses. Some of them, a lot of them are traders and stuff like that. And they're like, I don't know what it is, Kev. You know, I give her everything that she wanted and, mm. you know, she's, she's, um, you know, she's got some lifestyle, she's got the holiday, she's got, she got the house and the car that she wanted and yet she's left me. <laughs> or, or she's ran off with the PT, you know? Right. <laughs> it's such a cliche, right? Right. Like, but it's like, dude, it's like, it, it's actually you she wants and it's when she and it's not that it's your physical presence it's your presence presence you know it's not just your being being not just your body there or you're still on the phone or you're texting somebody trying to close close out on a, a deal or something you have to be there fully present and they couldn't you know they're not they, they were missing that so there's a couple of things that we negate especially when we i'm sure you'll resonate this when we build um um when you're especially if you're trying to build a business or whatever so I always work with my clients and we say, okay, if you imagine like a sheet of paper, a uh, landscape side, so you've got down one side and down, uh, go vertically down from one to 10 or 10 to one, I should say. Um, no, sorry, one to 10. And then you've got, you've got like a, you've got this, you've got the numbers and then across you've got whatever your areas of focus may be. So they could be like the like titles. So they could be like your health. So from, I'll give you an example. What I, this is what I do every Sunday. It's like a check-in. So it's almost like on, it's nutritional and physical health across the, the, the top. And then it's, and then next to that, there is relationships. And then next to that, there is mindset or spirituality practices. And then it's, then, then it's my businesses. So then I will score them roughly one to, uh, one to 10, just intuitively, just put a number down and put a number down. And some people put like, make nice little graphs or whatever, but, the idea isn't for it to be a straight line across because it never will be. But the thing is, when you're looking at that on a weekly basis, so for me, anything less than an eight, I want to inquire as to why that's less than an eight. Mm. Um, and then by going, so for instance, we use example for a relationship. And this is mine from Sunday. And I know that I've been busy building a couple of businesses or building, doing a, trying to roll out a project or something like that. And my relationships are down. I say, okay, what is it? Is that my partner? Is it my my family my mother or my my brother or my friends and this has happened a lot to me sometimes you can go but having that presence around it so okay i scored a six on that well why is that so i can even open up that area of focus i call them of relationship and then look again is that okay was it my was it my mum? was it my brother so and then from there i can write a few key goals you know so okay i need to ring my mum or take my mum for lunch I'm going to make sure I go to dinner with one of my close friends because I've not seen them. Because especially when you're building business or something like that, your health is likely to suffer mm-hmm. or your, you know, your relationships or something like that. It's impossible to keep them all, just spin those plates all the time. However, if you're viewing those from a week on a week on week basis, then you're not going two, three, four months without, you know, and being all of a sudden your health is in the, in the dire state or, you know, you, you're getting complaints from from the significant others because they haven't seen you or you haven't you haven't invested any time in those. So you know, one to two weeks that's great, but you can just make those little adjustments as you kind of have micro adjustments on a week to week basis, as opposed to just leaving things six months and mm. and then and then you get the the dreaded we need to talk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I do. You know, um, micro adjustments uh, are really well put. Um, yeah, I, well, the other thing too, is about constantly being present, um, Mm. takes being present. (laughs) We have to, we have to document 
along the way and constantly check in and and you know something that people may not understand is like you know they say like oh well um you know it's it's a lot to this it's a lot to do that and i'm like all right imagine you have a personal crisis and it propels you into your purpose now imagine you've had four or five times you've lost momentum and people are like oh shit i'm like yeah i was like now i'm like i'm not saying that like i've had that much like crazy shit happen i'm like but one thing that i've learned more than ever now at this stage is that every time i lay a brick i want to understand everything about the brick i'm laying because in the past we get so busy laying brick 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 fall brick 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 fall brick 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 fall health relationships finance whatever it might be right and i realized that it takes a very active participation to your point micro adjustments like hey i just laid this brick and like this seems to be going well i think i'll check in with a partner i think i'll check in with like my let me check in with my accountant and be like hey listen so i'm here i even recently did this like with my with my uh my tax planner and i was like hey i'm here i know that there's something to happen next so i'm open and i'm listening i'd like to hear your take on you know what would be a um something next to consider you know from where i'm at you know and it's that constant micro adjustments micro adjustments and then the flip side of that is too is that our old self sometimes wants to interject and move faster because you know micro adjustments are great we're like i want to go faster but then like (laughs) but that need that need for going faster is the ego and i and i'm learning constantly learning present tense that uh the constant um showing grace and be like no 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 you don't get it dude it's all about here it's all about this um the process it took me till 40 to understand oh that's what they mean about embrace the process i used to hate the cliche even though it's true Mm -hmm. but the cliche drove me crazy until i'm like oh i get it the process is where we're creating and understanding about our health our wealth our finances our loved ones our our relationships our you know all of those things and the other thing that you were you're absolutely right about checking in to know about uh, well am i having enough time with my partner am i having enough time with you know family um mm-hmm. you're right like i had a situation with with my mother the other day realizing because i mean she's alone now without my father and i like i realized i'm not seeing her enough and she made that very apparent <laughs> the way mothers do <laughs> the way mothers do but i but instead of staying you know triggered up for how it was presented i was like what could I do that would be that would that would extend more time? Like this woman has been one of the most supportive people in my life. Like let me carve mm-hmm. out this time, these type of weeks each month, to do these things with her, even though she lives two hours away. I'm like, here's how I'll be inten- uh, intentional with it. Mm-hmm. So either to your point, we either make micro adjustments by being present, or we start getting that phone call, or that person says we need to talk, <laughs> and then you have to make a, <laughs> right? and then you have yeah, to make yeah. a bigger adjustment. You're like, yeah. God, <laughs> I'd rather play for the micro adjustments. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, you know, we want to try and do everything. And, but, you know, both our time and our energy, you know, yeah. is um, is a real, real thing that we need to, uh, to, to, man- to, to manage, you know. Well, yeah. And that brings me, so that brings me to a perfect segue. Time, energy, and money, and which I love talking about all three and how they relate to each other. And because you work primarily with men mm. and you know the problems, I know the problems. They know the problems. Maybe the general audience uh, doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure yeah, that, right. I'm sure a lot of the men do that that can relate to the you know because the, the audience is very similar to us in a lot of ways. But um, I'd love to get your take on what are the things that you're seeing, um, especially from driven men. I know what they are, mm-hmm. but I want you to talk about what you're seeing. I mean, I know from my perspective, 
what men face. Uh, one, so women understand how much, how similar we are in the fact of our wants and that we can all have the same issues and problems and things like that. But in two, so like people understand, like it's okay to have this conversation about what, what men yeah. face. What are what are some of the things that you're constantly seeing from your clients and just from your own experiences and things like that? Well, I think, oh man, I think it comes down to because one of the main things is like the lone wolf thing, right? And mm -hmm. um, and I feel that comes from a space of insecurity because they're not being able to express or show vulnerability in a safe space or a safe environment to do that because they feel like they'd be ridiculed, looked upon as weak or, or whatever. Or they they create this pretense that they're, everything's okay and they're like these, uh, I call them the pseudo-alpha. <laughs> right. <laughs> because oh, this is what, you know, this is the archetype of the, the, the masculine man and he's the leader and he shows no weakness and he's just, you know, he just kicks ass all day long and he's just kind of this superhero. I always make this analogy because I remember, uh, I, you know, I'm in my 40s too and I remember... I can't remember. The, I can't remember the film. It was a documentary, actually, and they were showing like something as simple as like Action Man or GI Joe, yeah, in the from the seventies to what he look, like, looks like now. And this dude is like probably three times as three or four times the size, six pack abs, a little scar on his face, and you know it's just those little tiny nuances, nuances that society gives us that say this is how this is how a man's man should be. You know, Bitman's misogynistic, and but most of us are like, oh, that's, I get, okay, I, I'm not that guy, you know, and that's because nobody is. <laughs> it's, it's it, you know, it's a story, but for some, for whatever reason, I, you can still be the provider, or you can still be the the go-to guy and show vulnerability. Yeah. You can still be, um, you, you know, you, you can still be an out-and-out -out warrior and cry and be creative and dance. It's about this, for me, I think that the, we're at a crossroads for men right now where that we're, I think women are being called, uh, called to as well. But for men, this is what they are. We're being called to actually explore that, integrate our, our vulnerability, our yeah. softness. And, um, and, and for good reason, because without it, we become destructive. And that's to ourselves, um, or that's to our loved ones, and that's to, let's face it, that's to our planet, you know, because there is no, there's kind of a, a dysfunction around it, because we're going, it's going hard, we're going more, we don't even know what we want more, because we want more because we're not, we're not fully, fully fulfilled. So we just need to go after these, these things, and we can't express, if we have no space then to express what's actually going on for us, and we keep that bottled in, then we'll look for things outside of ourselves that actually try to give us the comfort and love that we seek. You know, they first of all, very well put, and second, um, the you with the part when you bring up about self destruction, um, mm. and that usually happens from a lack of um, being in our heart. One hundred percent. Yeah. And the interesting, I, I once heard, I think it was maybe Esther Perel mm. uh, meeting in captivity, but I, I, it was either from there, but she was saying how the divine masculine is the protector. The divine mm. feminine is like the, the softening, is the love, is the, is the heart. And they need each other. 
uh, and I say divine masculine, divine feminine, because we all have it, but like, and that um, in partnership, the power of women or, you know, the, the person of the divine feminine, but predominantly um, helping the man or the predominant masculine um, to soften his heart or her yeah. or whatever her or her heart sorry but like the, soften the, the 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 masculine's heart um not soften the um values and mm. the integrity and the warrior real warrior like nature warrior like nature is doing the right thing and standing up for principles and for mm. integrity and for values but to help them lead even greater through their heart and yeah. be, and why does the heart sometimes get blocked or hardened is the daily blow by blow by blow. Now, women can go through the exact same things too. And they probably feel a lot of the same, you know, uh, similar but different pressures, uh, you know, like uh, like you were saying, the, the, this alpha male G.I. Joe style that like women probably look at like, you want me to look like that? I'm actually here to tell you, ladies, no, we don't. We're actually very simple in that, like in that in that nature. I mean, like, I mean, you know, attraction is a whole other set of things where they're the inner and the outer are coming together. And, and there's a and then you've got also the chemical and the hormonal and, and all these other things. But but I like that you're saying that, um, you know, um, it can be very destructive and it's, and it's very true. And you also said, um, not feel safe to express themselves because they don't want to be judged. Um, and you know, for anybody listening, you have to understand on one hand, society is like, Hey, these titles and these, and this, these metrics make you secure for my daughter or partner or whatever, for the partner who, you know, for my daughter, right. That's like from a father or from like, you know, yeah, mother or from, you know, society and like, oh, can, are, am I secure with you and this and then it's like, so um, a lot of times men are harboring things and not expressing um, their needs, not expressing they're they're holding things back. Um, and um, I think you can have very masculine vulnerability, like, yeah. you, you know, what I mean, it's like be like, hey, my vulnerability is my truth. So you you know i'm gonna express my truth so you know exactly where i'm coming from and you are absolutely entitled to judge me i just want you to know that that'll be the first and last time you judge yeah. no yeah, but i mean yeah. like you know like I, I i've got i've found that you have to get to a place where you want the environment you want to play from so yeah. if you want to be vulnerable be with a partner <clears throat> that allows that space to be safe and if that partner doesn't make it safe um for you to be vulnerable don't hold on to them as that's the norm. And I see that a lot on both sides. Like when I hear women say like, oh, you know, I'm a man and I've dealt with this and I've dealt with that. And when I hear women talk like that sometimes, and I, I recently heard that, I turned to a couple of them. I'm like, that's not all men. As I just wanted you to know, I'm like, from respectfully, I'm like, a, I, you know, I just want you guys to know it's not all men. Um, it's just been your experiences with those type of men, but it's not all men, I assure you. I was like, and it's men's job also to me, ensure that they don't say um, that from their experiences from these women, that then it's all women. It's it's not all women. Um, I was like, but what's really important is that those good women and those good men do stop nurturing and enabling the wrong ones and start getting together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yeah. very much so. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting as well, because I think on a, on a, energetic level when uh, the man is withholding or isn't fully present or is can't express vulnerability the woman and the feminine sorry cannot trust that energy because they don't feel safe 
Mm. They don't feel safe because they're not, right. you're not, you're withholding part of yourself, you know? Yeah. And um, the other thing I was going to speak to is that it's not just to, to rely on the women. There is nothing greater than the love and bond of of a brotherhood, you know, and you're all there for, and you're not there. It's, it's similar to that way you may find in like military or sports groups or sports teams. However, there is no, I'm not sure what you call it in the States, we call it banter where you're just like, you might be like ribbing, you know, ripping on each other or, you know, uh, uh, at, at, their, at someone else's expense it's not about that it's like I've got this I've come up with this or I'm feeling like that or whatever and the guys are there to support you hold you accountable but with from a loving place because they know, they want nothing more than the best for you and actually that space is and that love is actually paramount because there's no really expectation back from that you know if you have if you're in partnership then there is an expectation of some of some degree regardless Whereas in uh, that, that kind of the brotherhood space or or with a coach or a professional, then it's, it, it's different. They want the better. If you're with somebody that's good or you're in that environment that is, um, is there to specifically to nurture you, that's what will happen, mm-hmm. you know? But it come, it's not just, oh, they're there or whatever. It's, it's also actually, I need to call you out on your own BS as well. I think, no, you're, you're, you're lying to yourself here. This is your blind spot, you know, yes. if you can... Have you considered this? That I don't think that's good enough. I think you're better than that. Those types of things. But hey, when you hear that and it's non-judgmental or that there's no agenda, oh, that's a beautiful thing. It might it still might sting a little. But that's just the ego. But prior to, but once you get past that, you know that's with a view to sort of you becoming a higher version of yourself. Yes. Well, you know, right there, like I I bring it up all the time. Like you wanna. Uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen relationship. I want you to find my blind spots. And the only way you're going to find my blind spots is if I'm holding myself constantly. And you'd be like, hmm, I see what's going on over here. Have you thought about this? Hey, I got your back for that. Oh, you know, growth, teamwork, a team dynamic of, uh, you know, so I love that you bring that up. Um, And do you feel like, especially as you work with a lot of men, you're seeing you're seeing the shift. And by the way, I've had a lot of women also say, like, I'm glad that there's more and more men's groups popping up. And yeah, then, yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, and and it's funny. I was, And I always say to a lot of the women, I'm like, first of all, I love that you guys all have your, um, you know, your different, um, I don't want to call them boss babe circles, but like your, 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 your women things. I was like, I honestly want an all-inclusive, like more all-inclusive ones. You know, and, and, yeah. and I, but I get why they're separate. They're separated for to talk about different things and all that stuff. But it's funny because so they, I feel like both sides really want this a lot of the same things. And wouldn't it be cool to bring more inclusivity to be like, do you see how the dynamic of your energy and your feminine or your way ways of being and then this side and uh, their ways of being how integrative and helpful they they nurture each other like i you know i once had a rabbi say to me and then i know i want you to answer this question but like i once had a rabbi say to me he's like i, I love you and i was like i love you too and he's like i, I love your your hustle uh and i was like yeah and he goes you're good and you're good at business but you know you could be great and i was like what <laughs> you know and, he, <laughs> and which he was absolutely of course he was absolutely right but he said yeah. you need a partner to play with he's like mm. you need a partner she will up level you all day long he's like because when you are um when you have some when you have that strength added to your world 
mm. somebody that sees a blind spot, somebody that supports your growth and um, helps you see what you don't see and changes how the dynamic of time spent and what you do with your time and where that energy goes and all of these things, mm. um, you will be elevated to a new level of play. <clears throat> and at yeah. first I, I got it. I just didn't fully immerse into it until you know, a few years later, I'm like, got it. Now I really got it. <laughs> You're right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like the role of men is changing? You think that they're that they're that from working with a lot of them, and you're 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 getting this idea of um, how they're showing up differently. I think so because there's something about being in there in your there's something that's being about being in your fullness is um, really liberating. And for me, what being in your fullness means is interesting. I you know about that you need a partner as well because that lone wolf thing is again when you talk about business is almost like the whole the myth of the self-made man right and is mm -hmm. i think that's quite rare i know I, in fact i've never heard of it I, i've never heard i've never seen a self-made man i've seen men that have done great things and they've had people around them that have helped them do that you know uh, that's my first point it's, the other thing is about men in their fullness is they are um they want to be more inclusive um, as a leader, they also know when to step back and be led. Yeah, uh, they also know they're also aware um, of their boundaries as far and as far as their boundaries as far as what's good for them, and they are good happy to express those boundaries because they uh, they understand that boundaries is a, is like a is like a love language, you know. Because if I want if I if you if I know where your boundaries are, or you express to me where your boundaries are, that's you that's you saying, and this is how it should be translated in my mind is that I care about you enough to let you know when you're crossing the line. So you've given me those, those parameters, then it's my, if I could continue to cross the line, mm. then that, that's, I'm obviously disrespecting you. And if I want to respect you, then I'll know where those lines are. I'll know where those boundaries, those boundaries are. And along that, the boundaries within themselves as well, which is kind of the, you know, knowing what your limitations are. I think that's really key because we don't always, we always think we can do everything and it's the, it can feel uncomfortable for most men to think to even admit that there are, I'm limited in this space or there's area for growth in this space or whatever. But once you have that awareness of it, then you, again, you, it's a good way to sort of play to your, play to your strengths or develop those weaknesses as well. If, if you need, if you, uh, if you need to, or have someone else come in and um, work with those limitations because it's not an admission of weakness or failure or any of those types of things, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's power in being like, listen, I don't, I'm struggling in this area. I, I need help in this area. It fuels the rest of what I'm trying to do. Can you help me? You know what I mean? Like, um, and so I, I, when people think if, if people say that that's weak, I'm like, so you want to be the great, like, okay, cool. I got it. You want to be, how would you, how would you like to be an Olympic gold medalist? Like, yeah. And I'm like, so you don't say that to your coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You right. don't say that to your teammate. You don't say that. Like it, it, what do, why does it have to take a certain context to understand that? Like there's so much importance in, in that being able to, to um, be more like that. But I, 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 I feel you. I think that a lot, I'm seeing a lot more men be like that. Like, look, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm heading. Can you help? <laughs> like, yeah, are you gonna are you gonna be part, yeah. are you gonna be part of the process? You know, um, yeah, exactly. and I, and that's vulnerability. That's vulnerability right yeah, there. Yeah. Pride is such a is such a can be such a destructive thing. 
because it will stop you and you stop you dead in your tracks. Whereas if you, just to show a little bit of vulnerability, just opens up so much more possibility that you can't actually see at the time, huh? Other than the, the, the release of feeling good. And I'm not talking about vulnerability in the sense of you just, you know, vomiting over somebody else, that all your kind of stuff and, it's, and with no structure or no kind of um, responsibility. I'm talking about owning, this is like you just said, this is where I'm at right now. This is where I'm heading. I feel like I can need some help in this or I feel a little stuck in this space or I'm struggling here. You know, and yeah, it's the, oh, I think I've messed up here. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's, it's one of the th most liberating things you can do for yourself because from out of there, you're giving birth to something new. Yeah, there you go. And, and first of all, that's radical responsibility. That should be yes. respected. That yeah, like yeah. that to me that I'm like, um, I feel like I just feel like generationally I think what had happened, you know, some time ago is that vulnerability was clumped into weakness, and I've talked about this on other podcasts, and it's not, it's not yeah. a weakness. Um, if you're unless you're talking about like oh there um, we see like in maybe like strategy or in in sports and they're like ah oh, we see what their yeah. vulnerabilities are so we'll lean in there like that I, and I think that got clumped into like uh, you know character behavior as well with with human beings but like um, the ability to to say do exactly what you just said is radical responsibility man like you gotta respect the fuck out of that because like that that takes some strength to be like listen here's exactly where I'm going through and here's exactly like what I need and where I'm, where I'm heading. And, you know, I can't do this alone, but I'm, I'm hoping you'll be part of this journey. And guess what? I mean, you don't say it like this, but you say, and guess what? Like if you can't, I'm cool with that too. Cause I know where I'm yeah. going, but if you can't, can you kind of get out of the doorway? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, can you stop blocking my blessings? So like others that yeah. like want yeah. to help me and want to be a part of where I'm going. Cool. Yeah. You know? It's quite, yeah. It's quite literally a superpower. It really is. Yeah. It's so, it's so liberating for you and it's so for the individual and it's liberating for the person that you're sharing with if it's done in, a, done in, you know, in the right space and within structure because you're allowing that person in so you can create. I think it's the uncertainty. I think it's the uncertainty that scares, scares men. But at mm. the same time, it's um, you can't really push on from it. And <laughs> the kicker is, Nothing's really certain anyway. I mean, right. year, 2020 is, <laughs> is living proof of that, right? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. I know if everybody was looking for uh, how to deal with uncertainty, this would yeah. be a year where everybody collectively was thrown into that same category, you know? Yeah. But yeah. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is a superpower for sure. Um, and it's very liberating because you know exactly where someone's coming from now. Like you, you won't yeah. be like, I didn't see that coming. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. did see it coming because yeah. I told you where I'm at, you know? So, yeah. 100%, yeah. um, it's interesting you say that because a lot of that is, especially when it comes to relating, a lot of that is if you can't do that, then there's a lot of stuff that goes unsaid and then yes. we make meaning of it based on our own con conditioning, yes. which be completely wrong completely <laughs> wrong and then you'll just you'll, you've, you've put an energetic wedge between those of you, you know yourself and those you care about because you can't speak or they can't they don't feel safe enough to speak Amen. when actually you know we've both had i'm sure we've had those difficult conversations with our partners and then when you have them actually like oh wow actually i i, I understand you more i kind of that was that was really powerful i feel like we've we've actually grown together as a you know collectively as a as a you know, we've invested. I see those types of conversations as investment into the relationship, you know? 
honesty is such a turn on. It's true. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, you know what it is? It's a dopamine hit <laughs> because like, it really is. because <laughs> you know what I mean? Because internally you're like, oh man, how's this going to go? Like, I don't, I don't like, and I'm being, maybe I'm having an insecure moment. Maybe I'm this, like, I don't know. And then we can build something up in our head. Then we go when we tell, you know, a partner and, you know, she might be like, yeah, no, I totally get you. And then like work through it and you're like, damn, I want you. Because <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's liberating. It's yeah. liberating. It's free, especially, yeah. and it connects you even more because you're like, "Wow, not only did you not judge me, but you actually understand." Oh, and yeah. you felt it before. You've gone through it. Oh, and you got some thoughts about it. Like now you're connecting. You're bonding. And so, you know, look, right. I uh, I don't get ever really religious, but uh, since I, you know, there's so many different aspects of all different kind of religions. But I love the whole "the truth shall set you free." Amen to that. <laughs> like, it's yeah, the truth. Yeah. You know, yeah. most people never actually really really i don't think a lot of people really pay attention to that 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 um you know line the truth shall set you free from everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean there's no greater thing jolly to be seen to be seen felt and heard is i mean you know and it's it's such an honor absolutely you know? what uh what do you have coming up because i know you you've got projects in the works i i know some of them yeah. closely and yeah. you you got all kinds of cool things coming up and it's uh, new yeah well, and... sadly, sadly the bali trip's off for now but we'll be doing some stuff as soon as we're allowed to once this whole thing blows over um I've, I've got i'm working so there's still spaces to work with me one-on-one either for three months or six months and then we're doing some um uh, some group projects so we can do some group work and you can do there's another product that we're, we're bringing out as well which is just a kind of you just like a plug and play. You just uh, go along it in your own at your own time. It's called uh, the all my training is called the Quest, which mm. uh, so, you know, and it's a kind of a <laughs> there's a basic understanding of quantify, understand, explore, uh, structure, and uh, tra- transformation. So mm. it's kind of knowing the Q and the U is just you know the quantifying understanding. So it's warts and all, confession time, vulnerable time, but with a view and an intention then of creating something uh, for yourself. Which is what the exploration and the structures for the exploration is, you know, this is the thing that I want. What I, you know, is it for me? Is it or is it what society wants? Or is it anything else? And then once you really explore that and kind of know what it is that you want to create, then you create a structure around that, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, for and then you then you know how to flow again with it. Similar to like um, what we were saying earlier with our values, all of that stuff. Kind of there's loads of exercises that go through that, but. One of my a great analogy is that it's the it's the riverbed that dictates the flow of the water, right? And so essentially, the riverbed is the is the structure. So once you have that, you can then you're just flowing that energy down through that structure. And it becomes it comes easier rather than oh, what have I got to do? And less clunky than what a traditional goal setting type of situation mm. would be, you know. And it allows more room for flexibility. And then the T is just transformation. This is actually showing up as yourself big fan of dr joe dispenza so there's a lot of obviously on my hypnotherapy background so there's a lot of repetition and background um and trance work or meditations or however you want to look at it hypnotherapy scripts that essentially bring you into um your future self the self that you say that you want into the here and now because essentially if you can create something now and you you see yourself and picture yourself sometime in the future doing being having or whatever that is and incorporating all your senses essentially right here and now you're having that experience anyway so there is part of you that is already that thing that you say that you want mm, so true i i love that and well and you know the t the reason why that's very possible is because of the 
previous four letters, <laughs> you know, or five letters, whatever it is, you know, but that, um, uh, no, four letters, um, Q U E S. Yeah. Okay. Well, because of the foundation and the structure, um, uh, and that's just it is you're, you're, cause you're also applying tactical tools and tactical maneuvering to implement. Yes. And I think that's so important for everybody listening, especially uh, any of the men that want to reach out to Kim, where, where can they all find you at, by the way? Okay, so I'm quite uh, present, uh, a lot of presence on uh, Instagram. That's um, The Living Full Project. Mm -hmm. uh, or just, you can just, just hit, me in, hit me up with an email, kevin at thelivingfullproject.com. Perfect. Yeah. Easy, easy. And he's everywhere online. He's got a pretty sizable community on Facebook, but I know that Instagram is, is kind of where you're, you're really speaking to them like instantly because you're on there. Um, and you got the livingfullproject.com. Uh, and then Kevin at the living full project.com, the living full project on Insta. And, um, yeah, so I encourage everybody that's listening, especially if you're, especially men that are looking for a framework, mm. Kevin's got it set up as such, and he's gone through it himself. Plus he's gone through it with other men. And I think the most important thing that you can do when you're looking for coaches or mentors or you know advisors or whatever is that they've gone through it themselves they continue to go through it themselves they're continuing in their mastery i've seen him do it for years uh your flow is by the way it's it's very it's it's very flowy man like from from you know i i mean since i first met you you know four four or five years or whatever it was years ago it was flow but like it's cool to it's cool when you you, you catch people at a certain area of their growth and you start to see more and more flow within it. It's actually quite fun. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen a few <laughs> phases of mine. It's so true, yeah, bro. You've been an integral part of it, so I'm so grateful for that as well. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, amazing. Look, I appreciate having you on the show. I know we got to wrap up, but I really appreciate having you on the show. It's funny how fast an hour goes. Right, um, it is. Yeah, you know, that's um, but um, as I say to all my guests, you're welcome back on any time because it's a journey-driven podcast. Uh, I'm sure we've got about. I don't know, eight other, nine, ten other categories we could easily <laughs> create okay, into yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and maybe, Rogan type post podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. So maybe shortly yeah. after the new year, we can, we'll do another one. We can pick another, another particular area. Um, you know, just especially going to the new year, I think it's very helpful for people. And that's why I really want to get this episode now because um, this will be launched in a few days. And, and so everybody can, you know, th be thinking about these type of things as we move into a new year, a new, um, uh, a new phase uh, of earth <laughs> if you will a new phase of the humanity and a lot of things i'm not saying 2021 is gonna be better than 2020 i'm just saying that we are starting to make shifts um and we're we're experiencing a lot of kind of the turbulence along the way but transformation is like that so uh i appreciate having you on brother man thank you so much for bro. being being here my pleasure thank you very much bro. absolutely for everybody listening kevin you can go go reach out to him the living full project on insta dm him he like he's on it like he's really 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 on it so connect with him um you know uh, kevin wilkinson um and then livingfullproject.com for him for myself matt goddessman for the podcast appreciate each and every one of you guys thank you so much you guys it means so much thank you for the ratings and reviews um and just it, it really means more than you could possibly imagine uh so for hustle separately we're out <laughs>